0: Now, now from the studios of espn the game
1: nashville this yeah. is technically foul with buck
0: rising the grin on your country. face right now <laughs> makes all of this worth it. <laughs> and julian council i
1: got a date with my 42 inch living room tv i thought
0: that was going a completely different <laughs> direction
1: <laughs> the technically foul podcast an exclusive
0: feature of the game now here are buck and julian <laughs> Back by No One's Demand But Our Own and from our Wholesale Inc. of Mount Juliet Studios, right here in Music City. We are on the air, buck rising with you, Julian Council across from me. Standing, of course. We got a loaded show for you today. We got a lot of stuff to talk about from all the March Madness events that went on in the first weekend. We will talk about Kermit Davis, formerly of MTSU, now of Ole Miss, sticking his foot in his mouth. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> got a painter to the base baby i believe the quote from rob doster was tone deaf moron yeah (laughs) so we will just we will discuss kermit davis tone deaf moron later in the show we will talk about the remaining sec teams in the tournament field and we will also get to those frauds tony bennett tom izzo sean
1: miller who by the way so close so close I think Sean Miller is at a point in his life at a crossroads where the only option for him now is to take the high point job, (laughs) bring high point to glory before Tubby Smith does.
0: Oh, okay. So by the way, if you listened last Monday, we appreciate you. Julian and I did that live show. It went spectacularly normal, which is about all we could hope for. We didn't get fired. So that's a positive result. Were you worried? Yes, I would. You, you weren't? No. Well, that's even scarier. <laughs> <laughs> that is why I was most nervous to do a live show with you because of how comfortable you get in front of a microphone, <laughs> uh, especially a live microphone. Yeah, some would say. And especially considering how much editing
1: we have to do on this thing after. Yeah, some, well, you know, I only do that because I know we're not live. <laughs> if we're live, like, I know I can tone it down. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> you
0: are many things but fine is not one of them my friend all right i'm great so again thank you for listening if you did last monday it went well i don't know if it'll happen again but the fact that we got through the first one was a success but during that show mm. julian council
1: mm-hmm.
0: protested mm. constantly yeah that i absolutely refused yeah to number one do any kind of
1: Game by game breakdown. I didn't want to do that. I didn't. That's not true. I was just trying to let you know that I saw this coming. (laughs) (laughs) Julian
0: wanted to do upset picks. Yeah. He wanted to give the people our final fours. Yeah. And how did that work out in this first weekend of the tournament? Where in the first for the first time in 136 tries, a number 16 beat a number one. A number one seed, not just a number one seed, the number one overall seed. Yeah, well, I'll and say not beat them, beat them badly, beat them by 20.
1: I'll say this. Uh I had Villanova in West Virginia, sweet 16. Proud I, had, I had Purdue in Texas Tech. OK, I also had Duke. Um I had Syracuse winning multiple games. Mm. Oh, <laughs> I had uh I had Clemson going this far. I knew in my heart of hearts, Florida State was going to be. Xavier shut make, up. I knew it. No. I had this. That's not true. I also knew that Ryan Ohm's the greatest coach, this side of Dean's. You
0: are Lane Kiffin filling out a bracket after UMBC. This is what my bracket saying,
1: Virginia, and saying, I had it. I was the I, I was I the have one. It. I have it right here. I have my bracket. Uh, I have it. I'll show you. Good
0: thing this is an audio medium.
1: I I'm, it's true. I knew all these things were gonna happen. I was gonna tell you no twelve five upsets were gonna happen. You need to worry more about the eleven six upset. Oh, shut up. And you're, a, you're not doing this. I knew. You're not <laughs> So I was I was probably the only person in America who wasn't shocked because I saw all this. Coming. Oh, of course you weren't. Saw so all this. Uh, this is the, this this weekend is exactly
0: the reason that I do not make brackets, especially because there is no point in making a bracket without putting money on it. And to make a bracket and put money on it is essentially lighting that money on fire by the lamb in first place. I'm so proud of you. That's just not true. It is. Now, I'll show you anything you say with that dumb bleep smile on your face. I'm I'm the one who's going to. All I'm do telling the you right
1: now is. Oh, hey, the the white lobster is cooking bracket is doing amazing.
0: <laughs> see right here? No, I don't care. Don't uh, show me your hold bracket. Hold on, hold on. My groups. Please don't. Sh- the larger point is because there is no scientific oh, oh, way.
1: Oh, 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 what's that? Oh, what's that? First place.
0: I can't see because I'm not looking, nor do I care. The white lobster is cooking. I'm proud of you that you got luckier than everyone else in your bracket. No, I, I really am. I'm I, happy for you. I have pretty. Because winning. there is no way you can tell me. <laughs> There's no way you can tell me after everything we witnessed this weekend, that there is any way to scientifically predict with any real accuracy how these games are going to pan out. We may have more information than the rest of the people, Yeah, and people on television for ESPN or the other major networks may have more information than the rest of the people, Mm -hmm. and they know just about as much as we do I bet they didn't know that
1: Xavier was going to lose to Florida State and you didn't either Um I'm stop showing me your bracket I did I had it right there <laughs> I was
0: right You who have railed against Leonard Hamilton I was
1: right for I didn't years. Whoa. Oh my god
0: Whoa! No no I if Whoa. if I had more time to go dig through the tape of you thrashing Leonard Hamilton never said after a bad Xavier word. beat Florida State last year I did not with that it. loaded there's team no that they way. had that's
1: <laughs> there's no what are you way you talking about If there's anything about Ever said that might be disparaging towards Florida State, not Leonard Hamilton, is that they're always the all-bus team that's not good. They're once again number one all-bus team in America. And look, they're in a Sweet 16. I saw this coming. It's just, it's just an utter utter nonsense and a
0: waste of my time.
1: It's not a seven out of lie. So to right briefly
0: here. recap, at this point, when we are taping, ahead of the sweet Sweet 16, only two number one seeds survived the first weekend. According to five thirty eight, as many teams seeded seventh or worst, six of them, advanced as teams seated in the top three of their region. So what is it going to take to make you listen to Reason in terms of this?
1: What are you talking about?
0: To get you to see that there is no point in doing this or in claiming that you have any idea that any of this was going to happen. Well, I did. Because you would have pulled, and we're going to get to Seth Greenberg later in the show. Mm-mm. You pulled a Seth Greenberg. No, I didn't. Seth Greenberg. I
1: don't even know what that means. I, I, you know exactly what it means. Well, I don't.
0: I didn't make the tournament. No, you went on air and you made predictions, mm-hmm. and the ones that got that you got right. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is because I knew. I knew. No, because if you had gotten those wrong, you would have singled those teams out just as you did Florida early this year, and said they disappointed me. This is why they didn't play well. This is why they didn't try out there. That's what Seth, Green- Seth Greenberg actually said that. On Monday morning on Golic and Wingo, I was trying to find the clip. I couldn't. Seth Greenberg accused Arizona's players. Arizona, who got drubbed by Buffalo, who many people picked to win the tournament because they have a chip the size of a boulder on their back after everything that's gone on with Sean Miller. Don't you dare point to that. Don't make make visual jokes in radio. How
1: are you so bad at this? Speaking of boulder, I'm wearing my uh, CU
0: Boulder uh, t-shirt. Go Buffs. I (laughs) would... I wish the rest of us found that as funny as you do.
1: I do. What do you have against the Buffalo? Regardless, Ralphie.
0: Arizona got curb stomped. Seth Greenberg went on television and radio Monday morning and said it's not for no other reason because the team didn't try hard. After Seth Greenberg had picked Arizona to win it all, it's true.
1: <laughs> shut up. Uh, Just shut up. Oh no! Watching that game, I on, can't deal with watching you. that game on Thursday night. Once they got down by 17 in that second half, and there was like. Seven minutes left in the game. Arizona did look like they kind of quit because they didn't press full court. They weren't even really trapping. They're putting on this dummy pressure. I'm kind of trying to understand. All right, guys. Um, I couldn't believe that
0: the way better. that they were able, the, the way the Buffalo was able to spread them out.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting because you would think that Arizona, the talent that they have, and they have NBA talent, that they would not be able to get beat off the bounds like they did. But those guards-
0: reportedly to steal a joke. The best money that, or the best team that money could buy if I didn't botch the joke.
1: Ah, yes, yes. Well, Sean Miller reportedly said that he didn't do that. Allegedly, which is true.
0: Sean Miller also said that he's not been talking to Pitt about taking
1: the job. Do we believe that? I do not believe that. Okay, very good. I also don't believe anything he's ever said. Nah, moving on. Well, (laughs) I will say this in defense of the idea that Arizona didn't try or they quit, five minutes after the game in the locker room, or I guess 10 minutes after the cooling off period, um, (laughs) know all these things (laughs) having to deal with those people down there at Bridgestone oh no
0: I understand having to deal with the NFL the local NFL team in town that
1: 10 minutes does a does those 300 pound rage monsters a lot of good yes 10 minutes after the game plenty uh, of time DeAndre Ayton and Alonzo Trier said yeah we're out so these (laughs) these guys Julian council is strong in them these guys were so concerned about being embarrassed and not being able to win go to a final four once again at Arizona that they'd said immediately following the game instead of saying no we'll just wait look at we'll talk with our family and figure out what we're going to do they're like no nah, we're going so it's like okay well you obviously didn't really care all that much since immediately after the game well the i mean that's leaving. there's a larger problem there with the one it does yeah you know. no, oh, the it's pretty simple i mean Trey Young just declared the other day he didn't declare on Thursday afternoon after they lost and everyone knew he was going to leave. It's one of those things where if you're going to declare Mo Bamba's same case. Yeah, but Trey Young wasn't wasn't a consensus
0: consensus one and done coming into the year. I, um, well,
1: no, we knew he was going to leave now. After the season, we knew he was going to leave. I I did not. I was not for sure about it. Okay, the point is, no one else outside Alonzo Trier and DeAndre Ayton's after the game said that they were leaving. No. They would a couple days afterwards. Correct. If they really were that concerned about what's going on at Arizona and winning now's championship— they would have been far more broken up about it and would have been like, you know what? We're going to think about it. I don't want to think about that right now. I just want to think about playing with these guys, which I might not be, ever get to do again. Instead, they're like, we out. <laughs> at least they're honest, man. I, I'd rather them, them be honest than spew clean know, team-building cliches. But you're, that's what you're supposed to do. Okay, bleep that. Okay, so it's going to look real great when they go to the next level. Hey, so are you more concerned about yourself or the team? Because I know. What team? <laughs> I get it, Julius from Remember the Titans. I know what team. <laughs> attitude reflects leadership. Oh, shut up! God, you can't actually believe that. <laughs> I don't, but I do. Yes, attitude re- reflects what? leadership. Yes. Let's not gloss over the fact. Yes, if there's poor leadership, you don't. You're have no, poor I'm not attitude. talking
0: about that. I'm saying you don't, but you do. I do. What know. does that even mean? I do believe I it. I don't understand. <laughs> I'm kidding. I do believe it. Okay, you've just clearly run out of things to talk about. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about somebody else who just stuck their foot in their mouth, Kermit Davis, formerly of MTSU, now of the Ole Miss Rebels or Black Bears or Land Sharks or whatever they're calling them these days to be more politically correct. We will do that on the other side. You're listening to Technically Foul.
1: What? Admiral Akbar, I believe.
0: Technically Foul, ESPN 1025, the game.
1: They ran a contest. (laughs)
0: Julian Council. Like I said, it's not like I root against the team. The only thing I root against is Julian Council.
1: Buck Rising.
0: <laughs> That's the only thing in my life that I actively wish for to fail, is Julian Council.
1: This is Technically Foul with Buck Rising and Julian Council. Alright,
0: go ahead and tell the people what you were talking about before we turn the microphones on.
1: Um, I was talking about Kevin Byard, of course. No after that. Oh, the Hornets? Yes. Oh, yeah. I've realized that with Hornets paraphernalia, whether it be a t-shirt like this sweet grandmama t-shirt I got from um, Homage, paying tribute to the Converse commercial, I believe it was, of Larry Johnson back in the day. Um, I love anything that's Hornets, like old school looking paraphernalia, more so than what the team. I How want.
0: many people do you think are like that? Because I feel like there's a vast majority oh, everyone just shop for the swag and don't actually care about the team. Like, I love I'm wearing a Georgetown pullover right now. Ew. That's where my mother got her master's degree. But I have no allegiance to mm-hmm. the team. I just like the pullover.
1: Yeah, I mean, I like the team. I just don't watch them because I'm angry and I do care. <laughs> Some would say I care too much. What, uh, Uptown Monk gonna funk you up, dude? Not doing it for you. Monk is garbage.
0: <laughs> yeah. I. I want Donovan Mitchell. It seems like so long. Oh, yeah, because I'm sure you were screaming that I was, Oh, shut up. I was. Up.
1: <laughs> you, I, was. <laughs> <laughs> I was right here. Last year during the draft, I was telling you everyone know. Monk was not No, good. no, 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 no. I no. was there saying okay, Monk fine. was a bad you pick. You can say that
0: Monk. Was bad. I, I wanted you Mitchell. Do, no, you don't no, you don't get to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <You Yeah.
1: don't, laughs> Steve Clifford and I both wanted Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> we knew. I knew I wanted Donovan Mitchell. You are such a liar.
0: Not, why do you insist? It's not why can't you just tell the <laughs> truth? I just
1: say I didn't know. Nobody knew Donovan I, okay. Mitchell was that good. I, okay. We, say, are, we are getting say so this? sidetracked. No, you can't. I'll say this. I didn't know he was gonna be that good, but I wanted him. I don't care. <laughs> That's all that really matters, Instead right? of Malik Monk. Yeah, I did not Add want Monk. That high. I did not Pick, want Monk. Picked that high. Mm-hmm. I wanted Mitchell. What right. was it, 13th? Um, Yeah, something like that. Or 11th, I don't really remember. I wanted Donovan Mitchell. I simply don't believe it. I said I wanted Mitchell and Kennard. Oh, actually, I really wanted, I wanted Hamadou Diallo from Kentucky. I wanted him to come out and put him in the G League and develop him, then bring him up. That's what I wanted because he just immeasurables and all what he did at the combine. He took over. God
0: forbid you don't get what you want.
1: It's not fair. (laughs) (laughs) I should have had Anthony Davis, but I didn't get him. We digress. You know what? Last night was actually the, I was telling myself all day yesterday. I was like, yo, there's no college basketball. Like I'm done with college basketball. Did you watch some NBA last night? Hold on. Hold on. I was like, I'm done with college basketball. There's nothing to watch anymore. No NIT. What do you mean? You're done with college basketball? I was done. I'm done. I was like... You're, wait, no, no, no. Tonight's tonight. No, no, no. I was hang, like, tonight, on, hang on tonight. one
0: second. <laughs> what? We are in the midst of a college basketball podcast. Yeah. We are trying to convince people to listen to what we have to say about the sport. I'm not. And you have to... <laughs> Dude, I can't. I'm done, man. I don't feel like writing. I don't feel like writing anything. I don't feel like watching anything. Oh my god. So not now even the stolen SEC starting five column that you have is too is it's it's too much. It's probably
1: not going to happen, folks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Those 40 people really missing out. There's only two more teams. How am I going to get 5 points out of two teams? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Try working. <laughs> I mean, what am I going to write? You are unbelievable. Kentucky hasn't played anybody. You are
1: unbelievable. a and ripped my heart we'll out. We'll talk to you. You want me to write positive things Sweet about Texas A&M? Yes. <laughs> no I way. want you to have to eat it. No, there's no way. I, I want to understand how does the team, if you watch A&M. If we're going to talk about the SEC no, next. we're doing it now. Should we do it now? If you had, all right, fine. If we'll get to Kermit Davis
0: later in the show. If
1: you had only watched two games at a all year. November 11th against West Virginia over in Germany. Yes. And then March 19th against North Carolina. They looked spectacular you, in that game against have, West Virginia. Then you would have seen that they were a seven seed. You would have asked this question. What the hell happened from November 11th to March 19th? Well, funny you should ask. Quite a few things happened. Texas A&M. Yeah, a lot, yeah, exactly. A lot. <laughs> dudes tore ACLs. Dudes got arrested. Or not arrested. Suspended. suspended. Dudes just did dumb things. Some dudes like DJ Ho got like suspended twice. Is it
0: Hoag or Hog? It's Hoag. Oh, I've been saying twice.
1: Hogg. Twice got suspended. He's out here and was absolutely
0: vilified for it. Hey, and
1: dude. now everybody
0: loves him because he tearing. He's tearing it up in the tournament. He's kill-
1: once he starts co- torching dudes in baby blue, everyone's happy. Well, <laughs> me especially. <laughs> People revel in it. Just twist the knife a little further. Robert Williams is doing windmills. Like where was that? Where was that when you were losing your first five games back in January in the SEC? Right. Uh, it doesn't make any sense.
0: Well, it's it's funny that it's funny that we start here. No, it doesn't make any sense at all. And again,
1: that's why I hate the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I hate the tournament because
0: oh, really? This, why the NCAA, I've been saying this for because a long time because you can't put your name on
1: something and say this. I had it right. No, no, I did have Florida State in Sweet Sixteen. You didn't have Texas A and did not. Um, I didn't even have them beating Providence. And so now you're chastising them. I'm just gonna exactly say exactly what we just. Talked I've been about. saying this for a long time. Love the NCAA tournament. The best thing about the NCAA tournament are the upsets. Also, the worst thing about the NCAA tournament are the upsets. Because are you fired up to watch Sister Jean versus Eric Musselman and his family? Yes. No, you're not? Yes. You don't want to watch Nevada and Loyola,
0: Chicago? I do. Nevada made made my day because Nevada was part of the single worst day okay. in the history of Cincinnati but sports. Do, and I am K- for that, 100%. Are you excited
1: about K-State, Kentucky? No. No, exactly. Ain't nobody excited for this. <laughs> We didn't come here to watch this. We came here to watch Arizona, and Kentucky. You're just saying that we came here no, to watch. No, you're
0: saying that because your team is North Carolina. That's not true. And so now you're I out here lobbying for the Blue Bloods too. instead of what makes the tournament great. Yeah. So have you? <laughs> yeah. Have you, <laughs> have you? No, that's not true. Have you looked at? <laughs> <laughs> have you looked at? What? No. No. Right there. I was thinking, And and you, I don't even know you did it until I started laughing. Or just, I don't even think you knew you did that until I started laughing. It was a yeah. What the hell
1: is wrong with you? Was just, it was an audible yeah. No, it's not an audible it yeah. It didn't mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> Neither does anything you say. Look at the left side of the bracket. One of these eight teams is going to play for a national championship. Kentucky. Kansas State. Loyola, Chicago. Nevada. <laughs> you really have to think Florida about State, it. Florida Kinza- State. Exactly. I know, I know. Gonzaga. Michigan. Or Texas A&M. One of these eight teams will play for a national championship. That is disturbing. <laughs> Unless it's Gonzaga or Kentucky, which we, we're used to. And I can even take Michigan. Anyone else? No. I didn't want that. <laughs> I didn't come for this.
0: I felt like I was going to get my skull caved in on Saturday, by the way, when Loyola upset UT. Because I'm out here lobbying for the com- for the conference of my youth. The valley and, the, <laughs> <laughs> and these rabid Vols fans who, after they lost, nobody seemed to care about Tennessee basketball anymore. We'll notice
1: they kind of faded like a fart in the wind. You see that fat uh, radio host from Knoxville say F you to um, fat radio host mm-hmm. that could describe literally any radio host in the country. Yeah, this Cody McClure guy this is not a medium for he, pure, he, pretty he, people. He said, f Oh, I saw yeah, that. He said f sister Gene. And like some guy from like the Chicago Tribune, I saw a read like calm, Like, do call you know him that up. guy
0: slid into our our, our our stations Twitter DMs trying to get a job here? That was him. Yes,
1: that's the guy. Outstanding. What a low life. Nashville's best. <laughs> I love it because and I'm not above this. Fox Sports Knoxville. It's funny because like they are they're like hash like their kind of mantra is like fan run radio. So it's oh little, my god, does anything in the world sound <laughs> worse? <laughs> no. Oh. So it's funny like when. Well, I think it was like Teddy Greenstein or whatever, the guy up there in, in Chicago. When we he, don't have to pretend like we know these people. I don't know. Some guy in Chicago, when he calls him up and he's like like looking for a response that's going to be like level-headed and like him being apolog- like apologizing to Sister Jean about what he said. <laughs> it's just funny because this guy works for a station that is called Fan Run Radio, basically where they are just fans on the radio saying whatever fans say. I can't think of anything worse in this world. Tweeting anything that fans, like those guys are of all Twitter. It's Valt it's Twitter got a hold of a radio station oh, a somehow. That's that's what that Cody McClure and those guys are. Oh, my God. And you can tell him I said that. <laughs> anyway, the SEC.
0: The SEC started with eight teams. Now, Kentucky and Texas A&M remain because, of course, we all had that. Not only uh, shut up, just I, shut up. You didn't have that because <laughs> you're a homer and you picked North Carolina. Anyway. I had them losing. Them. I said. Eventually. When we did this two-hour live show where we analyzed the bracket in full, Mm. I said that Kentucky got screwed in the South. I did not say that. I know. I said it. I remember what I say. I also remember what you say because half of it's just lies. (laughs) I said that Kentucky got screwed because at that point, their opening round game was against Davidson. They had Arizona, uh, Virginia, and Cincinnati that they were likely going to have to play in a row. Mm. Tennessee was also in that bracket. Miami and Texas, who were two trendy, upset picks, were also in the tournament at that time. None of those teams remain. <laughs> and so now ESPN's BPI is saying that Kentucky's toughest game along its path to the Final Four will end up being the opening game against Davidson. Is there any way that Cal can pull this off? By the way, did you see Cal on television afterwards, after they get through the first the, the first two rounds of the tournament? No. And they're saying, John... You know, you were com- not, I'm paraphrasing here, but they were saying you were complaining about how difficult your seed was and your path to the final four was, but now all these teams have been eliminated. How much easier does this get for you? And he starts saying, no, do you see how much hard, do you see how much harder the bracket was? Because look at
1: all the upsets. These teams aren't pushovers. It's just like, shut up, Calipari. <laughs> like, honestly,
0: oh, he's you got you used point. car
1: salesman. You have to win these games, man. You got to win the games. got to play them. We play them for a reason. You play to win the game. So I don't disagree with him, but I told you last week Virginia got screwed. Clearly they did. They had to play UMBC, who was obviously like a three seed. UMBC was an underseeded sixteen. They were a three seed. They were literally the last seeded team in the tournament. They were a three seed. They should have been a three seed. Somehow they end up at a sixteen line, and Virginia got screwed. No, not not somehow.
0: Would you like me to tell you how? No, I'm I'm going to since you're out just since you're out here bashing Trump supporters, and then spewing fake news. <laughs> I'm just saying you let sound me, like one. No, let me let me just clarify for the good people. In November, I got this, oddly enough, from Peter King of the MMQB. What? In November, Colgate beat UMBC. That's my favorite 2 Ninety-three eighty-eight. 93-88. That's not true. In December. That's not a bad loss. Towson. Oh, it gets worse. Towson. Beat UMBC
1: seventy eight sixty five. Well, hey, that's an that's an inner city rival. I, I get it. It happens in January. Albany, Albany's a terrible team. Yeah, the great. You're smiling because you
0: know what's coming. <laughs> they beat UMBC eighty three thirty nine. I had to double check that to make sure he was accurate and not just drunk on some beer nerd thing. That he was doing.
1: I'm sure that UMBC had some sort of injuries, suspensions. Maybe they all like went to Chipotle and got food poisoning in February. Vermont, yeah, th- beat UMBC 81 53. Vermont's a good team, man. They won 27 games this year, so that's not a bad loss. 81 no, like, 53, not a bad loss. Like I said, not a bad loss. They deserve to be a three seed. Yeah. Shut up.
0: Clearly, they were three. H- how can you tell me that? Th- I know. What do you mean? I just told you.
1: I just. <laughs> we
0: we have to go to break i'm gonna get upset we can talk more about this on the other side i'm gonna get upset technically file the podcast espn 1025 the game
1: buck rising
0: the minute you admit you're a d-bag the easier life becomes so I own it. I know what I am. I don't care. Julian Council. Well, I'm it's for call the call. rest of you to deal with. <laughs> this is Technically Foul with Bug Rising and Julian Council. All right. Before we get into Kermit Davis, because this is not going to be one of those things where you keep pushing me further and further
1: off of it, Here, you where NBC I just don't have time to get to it. Clearly was a two seed. <laughs> You've upped the ante. <laughs> I mean, clearly. They won by 20. How can you tell me a team that was seeded 16 that beat the number one team in America and only lost twice all year long because of Sakaba Kanate, he's the greatest player in the history of college basketball, <laughs> and because obviously Justin Robinson was balling out back then with Virginia Tech. How, how can, can I tell you that? How can you tell me that a team that won by 20 well, should not have been in one seed? Because these teams are consisting of
0: 18- and 19-year-old kids, and sometimes 18- or 19-year-old kids suck at basketball. And that just happened to be the night dude. that Virginia, the number one overall seed in the country. I mean, their shots, how short were their jumpers coming up? Did, like, they were nervous. Here's the problem, really. I'm not legitimately entertaining this no. idea. That when UMBC you, you, should be
1: a two dude, seed. UMBC had Aldi brand Trey Young. And they were balling. <laughs> that Mara kid. <gasps> Aldi brand <Trae> He <laughs> was balling, dude. <laughs> I hate you so much
0: also i hate that i think it's that funny oh uh, how did you experience that that game by the way
1: oh i was down so i was at the arena <laughs> that night it was it's actually funny that i even left because michael porter jr was playing i was sitting next to one guy and he was just like he's gone too by the way yeah they're, they're, they're all gone <laughs> get out got that double double though um yeah, so I was sitting in the arena, and some guy next to me was like, hey, like Virginia's down by like 15. I was like, how much time left? He's like, 11 minutes. I was like, yup, forget this game. See ya. So we went in, just in the bowels of the arena, and just there's a group of people watching it, pulled up a chair, and just enjoyed the laugh. I see. Came I, and, and I didn't even know. Like, and the game ended, and I go over to the next TV, because some, some guy from Cincinnati, <laughs> is, um, Fox. he's a Syracuse fan, of course. Rough night. Um, oh, well, I guess not. Yeah, Syracuse uh, alum. And he's sitting there freaking out watching them watch TCU. And I'm like, like, what's the score of the game actually in the arena? And I was like, whoa. Florida State's up by 22 against Mizzou at the half? <laughs> and it, like no one knew that. Because no one everyone was just focused on what was going on. But um it was, I guess everyone's like, oh, it's one of those things where you remember where you were when you like saw that game. It's like, I mean, Well, see, and that's what that's
0: what I wanted to that's why I wanted to talk to you about this, because I just it didn't strike I mean, I know that this is one of the statistically Greatest upsets in the history of the sport. It's literally never happened before.
1: It's the greatest. The two greatest upsets in history of college basketball have both come at the expense of Virginia. Oh. Because <laughs> Chaminade upsetting Ralph Sampson Virginia back in 82. At least UMBC Maui.
0: was a Division One program.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't even know what Chaminade's classification was back then. Because mm-hmm. I know they're D2 today, but what 40 years ago were they still D, were they d2 were they naia i'm not really sure
0: uh, i i honestly think naia but they i were would have raking to go back in fact either fact way check that let's well, see
1: naia is fact probably check. better back then than what you would say division two would be today right because back naia they like they don't have the restrictions that they would have in civil a and you could probably get better players like you know guys who could be d1 players they end up going naia and Dude, it's in Maui.
0: But so on, on the internet, at least, and things are made exponentially worse on the internet, as all things are, it was celebrated like one of the greatest victories in the history of mankind. And because they have a great uh, Twitter account, UMBC, by the way, even the guy that runs UMBC's Twitter account is getting good pub this week. I saw him celebrated on Sports Illustrated.
1: Yeah. Like, God. <laughs>
0: Dude. Hey, man. Because he sent a tweet at ESPN that just said, sup, with, with the winning percentage the percentage chance that umbc had to beat virginia hater or love it the
1: underdogs on top <sighs> shout out to airboat by the way <laughs> i just it didn't do much for me
0: in the way of excitement like it was like yeah yeah that's nice. really i didn't it didn't do it for me
1: i i it was pretty exciting. I mean,
0: it's it, no doubt it's a great accomplishment for the school and they're using it correctly in terms of how they're recruiting uh new admissions because they're, I mean, this is a fantastic recruiting tool for mm. both the basketball program and the school itself. But I just, you know, I didn't get, I didn't get, I didn't fall in love with UMBC the way that everybody else seemed oh, to. Oh, no, I didn't fall in love with. Because they just, I mean, they petered out in the next round no, and it
1: was done. Well, they played hard and it was an awful sure. basketball game. But like, no, I didn't like fall in, love terrible with the, basketball I didn't fall in love with the team. No. I just thought it was great that it happened to Virginia.
0: Well, that's because you are hugely spiteful and hateful of. The state of Virginia, not just the team.
1: Everything about the state of Virginia. Yeah, I know. Everything. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson, the fact that James Madison University is in the middle of Highway 81 doesn't make any sense. I don't like it. The only thing that ever good came out of Virginia was Allen Iverson. Surely there's something else. Fine, Michael Vick. Okay. But then he, the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so. You blew it. He blew it, man. He blew it. He broke my heart. The best part, The
0: best part of that loss for me was Jared Stillman on Twitter because I am so here yeah. for Jared Stillman being the decider of what is a good and a bad take because Jared Stillman, since we did this live show on Monday, tweeted us during, thank you for listening, Jared. Yeah. <laughs> since we did this live show Monday, in the middle of the show, Stillman is tweeting at you and I about the fact that Julian did not want to acknowledge or did not at the time want to acknowledge, I can't remember remember the exact context if I'm being honest, but did not say that virginia at any point had choked in a tournament game because virginia has often been seeded highly and often petered out less than ceremoniously in the tournament
1: yeah like and so most stillman teams, like the seven, 67 and the 68 teams that play lose right peter out <laughs> but it's only virginia
0: but it's just virginia Yeah. and so stillman is on you as soon not even not even before the game's over i mean halftime he was after you <laughs> in terms of your Virginia take. When in all reality, I don't think there are many people that hate the University of Virginia more than Julian. Exactly. Council. Like
1: yeah. I despise them. Like I love this.
0: And Stillman's texting me about what a bad take it is. And that's, you know, I I have decided that Jared Stillman should be the arbiter of all good and
1: bad takes. Well, this kind of brings to the conversation of, you know, did Virginia choke? And if you really, and I said, Oh, I hate these conversations. And, well, it's, I I just think it's dumb. This this whole referendum that people were going to have on Virginia coming into the tournament that they didn't go to the Final Four, then clearly Tony Bennett didn't know what he was doing. Think about how long Jim Boeheim started coaching Syracuse in 1976. It took him until 2003. He's literally coaching from the beyond. It took him until 2003 before he won a national championship. He had lost twice before then. Not that easy. Not that easy, Tom Izzo, who everyone <laughs> lauds as being the greatest coach ever. We'll get to Tom Izzo has next. one national championship back and took it came 18 years ago. How many does Cal have with all the recruits that he's got? One. Mm-hmm. one, one, and he should have had another one, but you know, they, they can't make free throws. And when it came down anyway, yeah. Also, only one. The only one he won anyway was because Kendall Marshall broke his wrist, <laughs> so he actually has in my personal record book he has negative one. <laughs> But here's the thing. Like it's just I don't understand because yeah, Virginia plays a style people don't find attractive. But Bo Ryan and (laughs) and and Dick Bennett back at before Oh my God. His father Oh my God. His father Dick Bennett. (laughs) The worst iteration of the pack line defense
0: that has ever existed in the history of the sport.
1: In two thousand, when um when when Michigan State went announced championship, who else is in that final four?
0: Refresh my memory.
1: Florida, North Carolina, and Wisconsin running the pack line defense right. under Dick, Dick Bennett. Bennett. And then Bo Ryan for a period of time there. He ran some slow kind of tempo offenses. I recall. No, you, the slowest. Yeah, and I recall back By in, the
0: metrics, the slowest because my Indiana teams had to play. Mm-hmm.
1: And I, I recall in 2005 then going to the Elite Eight before losing North Carolina, the eventual NAS Champion. I also, I also do recall them going to back-to-back Final Fours with Sam Decker and Frank Kaminsky. But then you're like, That's oh, right. they don't have any, any NBA players or any talent. Kyle Guy was Mr. Basketball in the state of Indiana, and a five-star. Yes, um, He's such an athlete where he won the dunk contest at the McDonald's All-American. That's right. If you guys forgot. Um, DeAndre Hunter, the guy who didn't play, he's already projected to be a first-rounder next year. Then a couple
0: of years and ago— And people totally glossed over the fact yeah. that DeAndre Hunter didn't play. Yeah. They, just, they just lobbed it up as being one of the greatest losses in the history of college exactly. basketball without including the fact— that one of the best players for that team was not playing because he had broken his wrist.
1: Yeah, and what does he does he change the outcome? I have no idea. I, it doesn't. You you'll it's, never his history.
0: Really... It doesn't matter now. But it's totally glossed over because we want to celebrate the fact. Yeah, one that UMBC won, and then totally demoralize the team that lost because they've disappointed us much as Julian Council does with this, it,
1: uh, with Florida. It, it was just dumb because I mean I think Chris Patola, I no I Chris, Chris Petola from the Fieldhouse and what ESPN all of that. He wrote something great yesterday. He's talking about how. You know, Tony Bennett is still a great coach and Virginia is still a great program. Yeah. They won 31 games. So all of a sudden, they won. You get to determine all of a sudden you lose your bad team. I, I love the tournament, but I really hate how we kind of use it as a referendum on everybody. Like Mick Cronin has won 30 games and backed by season Cincinnati. A people, massive accomplishment. And then people want to be like, oh, well, should we start asking questions about Mick Cronin? What's the question to ask? Well, that's also because Mick Cronin is thoroughly sure, like He's a jerk, whatever. He's, he wins. And you think Cincinnati's going to find somebody who's going to put them over the top? I'm sorry, Oscar Robertson's not walking through that door, so Cincinnati's unlikely to win another national championship uh, playing in the American. I love it's, the analysis it, of it's, blank is not walking through that door. It's so hard to win every year. Because you think about it, every single year, you need to have some sort of luck. Should North Carolina beat beaten Oregon last year? Yes. Okay, Oregon should have gotten those rebounds, and they could have gone down there and won the game. Really, should they have beaten Arkansas?
0: No. 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 I remember watching no. that game with you at Kung no. Fu. Oh my God. But they did. Yeah.
1: They did. Every year you need some sort of luck to announce a championship. No, and it's
0: it's 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 an easy it's a lazy way of making judgments because, you know, People don't watch college basketball like we watch college basketball. They don't take into account the regular season. But they pat get-
1: forty wrote an article, talk just slamming Virginia. I he Does watch I it. I know. So it's we can't even make the excuse that people don't watch. Because yes, there's those people who don't watch. I'm speaking more in terms of the fans. I, I guess it. you're talking about the media. I'm talking about yes, more okay. so the media and the and fans are going to be say whatever they want because people hate Virginia. But the media members out there, the pat forties, who are supposedly smart people, are out here. Do not. Do not go out there and savage Pat Forty because he wrote a column you
0: disagree with. He's not. Pat Forty is a very intelligent I'm
1: not the only person out here who's saying that Pat Forty was completely off base. Well, it's like calling Kermit Davis a
0: tone-deaf moron. He may be displaying the behavior that of a moron, but he may not actually be a
1: moron. What he said was moronic in the sense, and when he said it. There you go, nuance, look at you. It just... I just get tired. Don't bog of it. it down with facts. I mean, that's the thing. People can't look at these conversations and with nuance with Virginia. No, it's just like, oh, Virginia chokes. Like, we
0: want to absolutely indict somebody as soon as humanly yeah. possible.
1: And I mean, the only game I said that Virginia may have just kind of choked in it, and like they looked like they got rattled on Friday night. Correct. They were down seventeen. They're like, f. No, yeah. <laughs> that happens. We're not the only. We're like, we're down by seventeen. We're about to be the first one to lose with sixteen. Yeah, you're kind of gonna freak in that situation, and, they, and it's about if you can't make shots. You're gonna lose, and, and again, if you
0: can't stop anybody. These are you're gonna lose, and again, these are college kids. We totally, we totally remove the emotional aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Of course, you're gonna get rattled. Yeah, of course, that is a tremendous amount of pressure.
1: Yeah, and then there's a conversation today too on on our show about Shaka Smart. It's Like, oh, they started to ask questions about Shaka Smart. It's like his best shooter, who was averaging 13 half points per game, got leukemia in the middle of the season. Mo missed about six games at the end of the year. Had another player get injured. And they lost in the first round in overtime. And yes, three years they missed the tournament a year ago. Only won eleven games in the first year they made the tournament. And mm. Lost the first round at the buzzer against Northern Iowa. Sure, Texas pays a lot of money to Shaka Smart to win games, and he's not winning at the rate they want him to, and that they would hope he would. But we're not going to weigh in the fact that one of your teammates, when you're nineteen years old, has leukemia and he's fighting for his life. That's not that's not going to bother you as a player. Like you're not going to be like, man. I'm really worried about Andrew more so than whether we're going to beat Baylor tonight. You are asking for nuance from the least nuance. Why sector. can't you people do this? <laughs> I'm just sick of it. I, I'm like, and what makes me the most mad or angry is, the fact, I have to sit here and I have to defend Virginia. I hate
0: Virginia. I know, it <laughs> but makes, me feel, to, it, makes the, it makes this even more satisfactory. I me. have
1: to defend Virginia because you guys are so don't you love me with them? You no. Them, all y'all, <laughs> airheads, just refuse to just listen and understand. Like actually evaluate and see what the season went on. Virginia won seven, 20 games in the ACC this year, thirty-one games overall. Wrap it up,
0: Gaspar. Yes, and all of a sudden, they're a bad team. Look at you out here shilling for Virginia. This is so good. All Virginia right.
1: was a great team. They had a great season, but they're on the. were. It was a historic season. Both good and bad. And for that, I don't feel bad for them. But I'm sick of you guys saying Virginia. Is bad in the tournament because that they lose a few games. Um, by the way, there's a lot of programs out there that you love that never win. Like Gonzaga, they've never won a national championship. They hadn't gone to the final four until last year, but you're always like, hey, watch out for Gonzaga. Okay. Why? They have never won anything outside of the Western Cup, the West Coast Conference. Cool. Sick. Nice banners. I don't see a championship trophy. But we don't we don't bas Gonzaga. I just had the realization
0: of what it must feel like to be you when you're just waiting to stop hearing the sound of my voice (laughs) so that you can talk is that how it goes for you really i'm just sick of it my god that must take a long time has texas ever won (laughs) we may or may not discuss the kermit davis subject with nuance next but we will most definitely be taking out tom izzo sean miller and i guess now not tony bennett no i never was on the other side technically found the podcast ESPN 1025, the guy.
1: Tony Bennett is a Charlotte Hornet. I will not disparage that man. Stop talking. Buck Rising. We'll do it live. Okay. No. We'll do it live. F*** Do it live. I can I'll write it and we'll do it live. thing sucks.
0: In 5, 4... Three. Julian Council. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us
1: today. I'm Bill O'Reilly. Thanks again for watching. We'll leave you with Sting and a cut off his new album. Take it away. This is Technically Foul with Bug Rising and Julian Council.
0: Same like the whole city go against me. Every time I'm in the street, I hear
1: yak 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 yuck.
0: All right. So I guess we're going to wrap the show talking about this Kermit Davis thing because you have failed... In your quest to delay a topic long enough to push me off of
1: it, dude, I'm so sick of every year.
0: I'm going to have success
1: January, today. February, Izzo, April. I've been saying it for years. Oh, man. no, he's to- he's next. I've no, I've been you. saying it for years. Look, Michigan State, great program. Jed Heathcote, RIP man. Tom is a good coach, but he's not a great
0: coach. We're gonna talk about he's not this a great next.
1: coach because whenever he goes against great coaches, Hall of Fame coaches like Roy Williams and Coach K, he loses. I believe between. His record between playing Coach K and Roy, he has one win, which just came this past year at the PK-80, which was the greatest holiday tournament <laughs> of his. ever. does every conversation we have come back to the PK-80? <laughs> Trust me,
0: we will talk about Michigan State because Michigan State fans absolutely pulled a Julian Council this weekend. I have never felt more disgusted and disturbed by a fan base than i did with well Michigan let's State go ahead and do it now man I'm no, just, because i know because i'm
1: sick of what tom we're going
0: to do to tom Izzo is far funnier than what we're going to do to kermit davis here so we will save that before we get out of oh,
1: the filibuster must continue no as we all know
0: former middle tennessee basketball coach kermit davis he is now at old miss he has filled the vacancy left by uh not billy kennedy andy kennedy andy kennedy
1: Billy's coaching AM, Correct. And apparently the greatest
0: team in the history of college basketball. Well, only because they beat your tar heels. So Kermit was introduced Monday in Oxford and had this to say about when he was asked about the way that his new program will be run. Quote, what is old Ma- oh God, I can't even get through this. Quote, what is Ole Miss basketball going to look like? It's going to be relentless, athletic, explosive. A team that's going to have to play on and on and on to beat. It's going to be a team that's going to be unselfish. We're going to play fast and smart in transition. We're going to try to get easy baskets. We're going to try to play with great body language. We're going to be a respectful team that respects the flag and the national anthem. All those things from culture is what we're about. It's who we're going to be, end quote. Anything stand out there in particular to you?
1: Yeah, I really like the culture part. Mm. Um, I like the fact that they're going to be a team that's hard to play. And I really like that every time the Star Spangled Banner pops up there, they're going to stand hand over heart. (laughs) Left arm behind back in a tent at the flag, and make sure they all have clean cut hair. Yeah, clean cut hair, shaven <laughs> like a nice man should look like.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am.
1: Yes, ma'am. Sir.
0: How did he think that he was going to be able to? Like, honestly, like I don't know Kermit, Kermit Davis at all. I know he has come on this radio station many times. I know that we are the flagship station of MTSU. Well, he didn't work there anymore, so I'm gonna say whatever I want. That's right. <laughs> But, like, I read this, I had to read this twice because I was like, did he really just try and sneak that in there when he's giving all this basketball coach speak uh-huh. and then subtly slide a comment about standing for the national anthem in there uh-huh. in literally his introductory press conference when he hasn't had to do one of these things in 16 years? Yeah, my first. I think it was going to go totally unnoticed. My first
1: thought was bring back Colonel Reb. <laughs> So, so was Kermit's apparently yeah. bring back Colonel Reb. I just, it, it, just read what Rob Doster.
0: I mean, it's, it's totally insane. Like, and so Rob Doster of NBC sports, he writes for college basketball talk. This is what he had to say on Twitter. Quote, Kermit Davis is a tone deaf moron. And I cannot think of a stupider or more hypocritical way to kick off a coaching tenure than this alternate headline old white coach that needs to recruit young black men to do his job takes a dump on black lives matter that's on day one good job kermit and does someone want to let him know that old miss has a mascot that is named after confederate soldiers i mean if he's all about respecting the flag and honoring the united states of america can he call himself a quote rebel yeah end quote
1: that's the thing about it that was
0: rob doster on twitter
1: (laughs) and rob was kind of harsh but kind of this is going to be stuff that's used negatively against Ole Miss because Ole Miss, let's be honest, it's already and they talk about football. Ole Miss is a place we don't want to go to, yeah, because Ole Miss has a deep history, and the state of Mississippi has a history of just, and it's not just Mississippi, and it's all yeah, but Mississippi especially has always sure. been kind of had that you know the negative connotation when it comes to race relations, and when you're at Ole Miss, you you kind of can't say those things, particularly when like you said. The majority of the players you have are black.
0: Oh, no, you can if you're trying to pander to the fan base. Right. Because Which, that is who that this is received positively, I would imagine. And this and this may not be fair to castigate an entire fan base like this. But to the vast majority of, of people, not just in Mississippi, but in the South, I don't think this was poorly received. But in today's culture, in where we stand in terms of social media outrage and what Rob Doster did I, to Kermit Davis, I don't think was fair. I don't think you can call it. It was tone deaf, certainly. I don't think you can flat out call him a moron. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's a little much.
1: <laughs> he sounded like a tone but deaf moron.
0: He he displayed he displayed behavior that of a tone deaf moron. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and so I mean, like if you're Ole Miss, this is a PR nightmare that you do not want to deal with at all. After what you just went through with Hugh Freeze on the in, on the day of your new basketball coaches introductory press conference
1: i don't think it's a pr nightmare i
0: think it is because for the win is running with this with the washington post the new york daily news i mean this is a national headline
1: yeah but i don't know man for the university of mississippi i don't think this is a negative thing for them i i disagree it might be negative for the university of mississippi basketball program because how's i mean he how's going to be able to recruit some of these guys whose families might not be down But the way he came across in this introductory press conference, because
0: that's what you got to get in. the. You don't think that this reflects poorly because he is now on
1: the University of Mississippi. No.
0: Yes, because he is now an ambassador in terms of who he represents. When you have a middle aged white guy from Mississippi named Kermit saying things about these young black men, not he didn't say these young black men, but essentially the players he is going to coach are majority young African-American men. These men are now going to stand. Are going to be required. I'm making it known at my introductory press conference that they're going to stand for the national anthem, which in itself is not bad. But when you're sending that message, that you know, this is this is how we're going to handle things. This is going to be a culture that is going to be totally under my control in a state like Mississippi, where you have.
1: Well, at I don't the see. That's not, not a PR nightmare to me.
0: I think it like, is. It would be a PR. This is the is biggest what, racial topic in the country.
1: Okay, well, I don't know. I I don't see it like that. Fair enough. I just feel like Kermit Davis said something that he shouldn't have said, and they're going to use it negatively recruiting. I don't think Ole Miss now has to, like, scramble – and they put out a statement like, "Oh, we don't agree with what Kermit Davis said." No, I'm not saying that get, either. But I'm just saying it's well, a headache what, what they, they, should, they, they didn't want to have to deal with. What, what are they going to say?
0: No, their best, honestly, the best thing to do is probably just ignore
1: because it. Because then what? If they say something like, "If we don't we don't stand by what coach says," then be, some people are going to be like, "Oh, why not?" Right. But you so don't think that, this don't, is a
0: hassle that they shouldn't have to deal with? I
1: don't think they haven't. I mean, they haven't dealt with it, so I don't think they even care. Fair. He said what he wanted. He said what he said, and I think that's kind of what it is at Ole Miss. Like I don't, I didn't see it as a PR nightmare. It's just a bunch of people pick it up and they know this is one of those divisive topics, and they'd get clicks. So they got him. All right. And Kermit Davis kind of looks dumb, and we'll see how it no, affects him. he looks him. worse than dumb. Yeah, we'll see how it uh, affects him in recruiting.
0: I can't imagine well. All right, Tom Izzo, because there are a variety of people who in the first weekend of the NCAA tournament, it was kind of kind of hard for him. Tom Izzo being one of them. Mm-hmm. Seth Greenberg, another. Yeah. Be- <laughs> Who had a worse weekend, though, than Tom Izzo? Because as soon as they lost to Syracuse... Sean Miller. And by, well, Sean,
1: That's right, he didn't make it to the weekend. Sean Miller just kind of faded out. Thursday's not technically the
0: weekend. That seems like an eternity he,
1: he was still there in the weekday.
0: Tom Izzo, as soon as they lose to Syracuse. It has long been said by Julian Council, and I must give him credit here, that Tom Izzo is, in Julian Council's opinion, not the coach that he has... Cele- he is not quite the caliber of coach... That he has been celebrated as. No. Am I representing you accurately?
1: Thomas is not that great.
0: Okay, there we go. Julian Council has long said this, so I cannot bash him for reversing opinion like I normally do. Michigan fans have been saying this for quite some time because John Beeline is an excellent coach. Mm. And when it comes time to do the winning, John Beeline does the winning. He as- also
1: blew a 20-point lead back in 05 in Albuquerque when he had Kevin Pitsnog on his team against Louisville. <laughs> They're up by twenty. People don't forget. They were up by twenty. I remember I know. I was loving it. They're up by twenty. I was loving it. <laughs> they blew a twenty point lead in the Elite Eight in Albuquerque to Louisville. So I don't want to hear anything about John Beeline, who's been to Man, how many um oh one final four. Cause last time I checked, that this is my issue with Tom Izzo is people are like For January, February, Izzo, April. Mm. Cool. Winning in March is great. The last time I checked, the calendar flips over to April, and this is what we have this weekend, and then, so today's what? This weekend will be Friday the 23rd? Correct. And then you get the 30, and then, oh, the Final Four is in April. That's right. Interesting. So, winning in March is great, but if you don't win in April, no one really cares. Well. Because you can't win a national championship in March, last time I checked. And you also can't, he hasn't made the Sweet 16 the past three years. Mm-hmm. Lost to a 15 c when everyone thought they were going to go far. I didn't. I had to lose <laughs> to Syracuse.
0: And so the reaction, the reaction, though, that really surprised me was by Michigan State fans. Because they, the outrage on Twitter. By Michigan State fans, they're finally understanding. That, well, no, they're finally they're going to use this as an excuse because Tom Izzo has been dealing with a variety of things this oh, year. Oh my
1: god! <laughs> and you know that's absolutely the way this is going to go down. You, you got to be kidding me! I mean, can you not see that coming from a mile away? Because the media tried to link him and Mark Dantonio to Larry Nasser when it had nothing to do with that. That's right. They're going to say that that's why Tom Izzo's team
0: lost. Yeah, not the fact that he hasn't made. The past three Not because Tom Izzo is not
1: that great of a coach. Correct. And that he's the most over. I mean, this can guy, you not see the way that this. I mean, this is this is playing out perfectly. This is ridiculous. Tom Izzo is not. He's not. A, he's a good coach, but he's not a great coach. No. He's not. I mean, he might be a. He'll end up being in the Hall of Fame because of wins alone in a national championship. <laughs> and, excuse me, in the Final Fours. But come on. Tom, Tom Izzo. I'm just sick of it. <clears throat> I'm just sick of it. Because there's been Jim Bayheim has won national championship. Playing and, that cowardly zone, and people don't even talk about Jim Beheim in the same way they talk about Tom Izzo. You know, well, like,
0: yeah, it seems that it seems that Tom Izzo has become easy to easy to like, even if you're not a fan of Michigan State. Like he seems to be the happy medium between a coach that people respect nationally, right? That does enough winning to justify it to a certain extent, but the people who actually follow the sport understand. Well, you know, Tom Izzo hasn't. Tom Izzo hasn't quite done as much winning as
1: people make him out to exactly. have done. Exactly, and it's what you know. And the whole Champions Classic thing that kind of annoys me because, like, okay, the Champions Classic. Tom Izzo, Mich- I don't want to talk about Mich- it. Indiana's never in it. Mich- well, that's that's what bothers me. <laughs> Which what bothers me is you have the same four teams every year. Yeah, and two of them shouldn't even be in it. Right. Kentucky should be in it. They have eight national titles. Duke has five. Michigan State has two. Mm-hmm. Kansas has three. Mm-hmm. You know what school have that many combined? UCLA has 11, mm-hmm. which is more than two times what Kansas and Michigan State have combined. Yeah, but they're not. You know. North Carolina has six, mm-hmm. which is also more than those combined. Indiana. Five. Michigan State does not have seven banners. Well, they might for Big Ten titles, but they don't have national championship <laughs> titles. Champions Classics is just a complete That's It's a farce. It's a sham. If you're not actually going to put the real champions in it, then what the hell is it? What are we doing here? all right who else would you like to take out sean miller is there really any need has he
0: suffered enough he's done should we just put him down I just go to high point <laughs> well he's allegedly not going to pit all right that'll do it for us today we'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of technically foul remember to listen and subscribe in apple podcast you can also find us in the on demand tab of the game on soundcloud stitcher tune in and as i said in the itunes store where you can be sure to rate and review us we greatly appreciate five stars as always you can also catch the replay of each week's show from 6 to 7 a.m saturday mornings on espn 1025 the game so for julian council i'm buck rising stay hot nashville we'll talk to you next week right here on technically Foul. time is sucks. <laughs> well you could get to know me but you already don't want to get to know you